Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the All Brains podcast. And so we're going to be talking about all things about neurodiversity on here. So we are all UCLA with students. And first, we're going to introduce ourselves. I'm going to start off. I'm Shivanti. I'm a first year student at UCLA, and I'm studying computational bio. And our second host, Teresa, can go next and introduce herself. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Teresa. I am a second year uh, student at UCLA, and I am a neuroscience major. Now uh, we'll have our uh, two guests uh, go and introduce themselves. Um, so Min and Ada, welcome to our podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm Ada. I'm a second year studying psychobiology and minoring in disability studies. And um, my name is Min. I am a third year neuroscience major and biomedical research minor, and I'm so happy to be here. Okay, so um, we are all members of a club called All Brains, and we're the first club that caters to the needs of the neurodiversity community. And uh, we strive to make UCLA a more neurodiversity-friendly campus. Our podcast, we provide a wide range of topics, especially those that aren't frequently discussed, such as neurodiversity in college, neurodiversity in the workplace, neurodiversity and love, and so on. We will bring in multiple guest speakers, ranging from self-advocates to healthcare specialists. We decided to start this podcast to reach more people and talk about important issues regarding neurodiversity. So for our first episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about UCLA All Brains, the club, and talk more about its origin, the current initiatives we have going on, and future goals for our club. So our first podcast guest speakers are Min and Ada, like we introduced before. So they're the current program coordinators for the UCLA All Brains Club. So um, now they're going to tell us a little bit more about All Brains. So let's just get started with the first question. Can you guys tell us a little bit more about how UCLA All Brains started? Um, yeah, sure. And um, I'll tell you guys a little bit of story on how we started and then Ada, just feel free to jump in anytime. Even though it's not a long time ago, um, it still feels like we've accomplished a lot ever since we just started. So I might miss a few things or two, but yeah, feel free to interrupt me. So Albrecht was actually founded in 2017, I think, by our um, lovely, lovely co-founder, Crystal and Karina. Um, and so basically they hosted a town hall for a neurodiverse student um, to basically just come and share their experience as you know, a college student in UCLA, the kind of difficulties that they're facing, what they would like to see more. Um, on campus, and they recently expressed that there's just no safe space for them to socialize and to meet people, to make friends. Um, and so, you know, but because of that, Crystal and Farina was just kind of like, oh, maybe we should make a club where people can just come and be people's safe, safe space um, and, you know, just let people socialize and make friends and be fun, you know, and just have fun so that they can just de-stress from this very stressful environment, which is UCLA. 
And so basically, yeah, that's how all brains was um, kind of formed. Yeah, awesome. And then Min, how did you get involved uh, in all brains? Well, so I got involved in all brains in, in my my first year, the winter quarter of my first year, um, or it could be my second year, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, those first two years were really blurry. <laughs> um but yeah so i just saw them on the internet and i was like oh this is something that i'm interested in and something that i want to join um and so i emailed them and i got interviewed by crystal um which is really fun she was really nice and then a few weeks after that i joined albright and i've been in it ever since and i don't want to leave <laughs> I also joined my first year, um, so that was last year, so I remember that like pretty clearly. I didn't have a lot of quarters on campus, but um, what made it memorable was All Brains. Um, I actually stumbled upon All Brains uh, during one of the fairs, um, which usually there's an in-person fair. I was one of the last clubs I stumbled upon, and it was really something that I wanted to get involved with, um, just because like, I got family members who are neurodivergent, so it felt like I felt really connected to the issue and I really wanted to start my work with that. And I got interviewed by Karina um, and that's how I'm a part of All Brains. <laughs> yeah, I joined All Brains also as a first year, actually like just last quarter. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I actually applied because I'm like really interested in making the campus more inclusive to everyone, including the neurodiverse community. So. That was an important issue to me. So that's why I decided to apply. So I guess Teresa can also talk a little bit about why she applied and yeah, what year she did. Yeah, yeah I um, I guess I was a little older. Maybe I was like Min, cause like Min, didn't you say you might've joined your second year? Well, I, I joined my second year. So this past fall and I, I was looking into like which clubs would actively make a difference for like my peers on campus and um, this was one of them because I feel like a lot of clubs we have at UCLA like serve you know a lot of different types of populations with very few really focus on like students that are really marginalized within our own campus and All Brains does that so yeah I feel really uh, fortunate to be a part of it and yeah and uh, so now we'll um, keep on talking to our amazing guests. And uh, why don't uh, Min and Ada, why, can't, why don't you share with us like the current different initiatives and projects that All Brains currently has going on? Yeah, sure. So we can talk a little bit about like the different committees and also a few of the collabs we have coming up um, in some of our past collabs. So um, our committees include peer mentoring, socials and outreach, trainings and workshops. And I'll talk a little bit about peer mentoring. Um, actually, last year I was part of that committee. Um, I'm very passionate about being a peer mentor. It was probably like one of the most amazing experiences I got. I believe I had three, three or four mentors in total. I cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, but peer mentors consist of like our peer mentors and coaches who are grit trained. Um, and they undergo a one quarter training before they start meeting with their mentees. And then they begin meeting with their new mentees 
uh, weekly uh, during the quarter. And then as the year goes on, they continue to meet with their mentee um, depending on their mentee's needs. And I think something about peer mentoring is that each neurodivergent mentee or student that comes in is different and their needs are different. Um, some may need more help with like academics and organization um, and advice and tips, while some might ask for career advice, like helping plan their four years in college. Um, and even some may have come to All Brains um, in need of like a diagnosis or help guiding that. So you really, there's just really like a diverse range of mentees that come in and you really get to know each person one-on-one, -on -one, which is really nice. And I'll pass it on to Min, who can talk a little bit more about socials. Yeah, um, so for socials, right? Um, so a little, I guess, like tidbit. Um, when I first joined Old Ranks, there wasn't really like structure to anything. So um, I was actually assigned like just taking care of our socials, which is our weekly game night where we just um, come in and like, hang out. And that's just basically like the main goal of what All Brains was formed on. Like we want to be like a good space for people to hang out and have fun and play games on, you know, a Thursday night or um, right now it is on a Tuesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Shout out to socials. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so before that, I was just taking care of socials with uh, Hannah, which is our lovely uh, social team, subcommittee leader, co-lead, whatever you guys want to call her. <laughs> um, she's amazing. And so yeah, that's how I got started. Um, so I started from socials. Um, and then after a year or two, we kind of wanted to expand it on the social media and outreach aspect too. And so um, Hannah and I uh, worked a lot with like, you know, just making posts and learning things and learning how to be more accessible on Instagram um, because that's kind of like our main outlet right now. Um, yeah, and so that's pretty much it for socials and outreach. Um, and then we also have another really, really cool committee um, that is trainings and workshops. So we do provide ally training to a lot of student organization and programs on campus. For example, um, we did trainings for the AAP program, the GRIP program, um, we did um, residential assistance, so like the RA training on the Hill um, last summer as well. So that was really, really great. Um, and yeah, we, I feel like trainings and workshops, they are expanding really, really fast and we are reaching to a really wide audience of, you know, in, in UCLA. So I think what they're doing is really cool as well. Yeah, so I have a quick like follow up question. So obviously during COVID, it's been really hard with like dealing with the new circumstances, right? So what are the kind of different ways you guys tackled the problem with like being completely virtual? And like what changes have we have you implemented this year because of that? Yeah, all of our meetings are like clearly online and everything, yeah. <laughs> like everything's Zoom. Um, but honestly, I think this year has been like such a great year for collaborations because I've always felt like it's so hard to meet people on campus like 
just like having to walk there. And then even then um, that in it of itself is not very accessible to have like meetings like on campus sometimes. And I think just all the meetings online have made it so easy to schedule. And I think it's kind of helped really like us form like deeper connections with like other UCLA organizations and even like other, like the UCLA Career Center, um, as an example, who actually reached out to us recently about like trainings for employers. So that's really cool. Just getting to see like how we can come together in the midst of COVID um, and kind of spread inclusivity like further than just like what we can when we're in person. So I think that's been really cool. Yeah, definitely. I think and then that Oh, sorry. I think that no, even during COVID, we've been able to reach to a lot more people, I guess. And that's been really cool. And we've been adapting to the virtual circumstances. Just wanted to ask you guys, like, what is your like vision for the club in the next, you know, coming months as we transition, you know, hopefully back to like, um, on campus, like, do you guys have any like, long term big picture goals that you hope all brains will accomplish like you know within the next quarter or like the next year oh, that's a big question right there yeah <laughs> i guess it's always great to be back on campus um and i think as ada said um being on campus it's going to be a little more challenging just meeting with people and making sure that, you know, wherever we're meeting, whatever time we're meeting in, it's accessible to everyone. But I also would like to say that Zoom has its own limits. Um, being on Zoom, you know, you don't really get that person-to-person -person interaction, so it might feel a little bit off sometimes. Um, yeah, uh, we are excited. Hopefully, we're going to be able to go back to campus so that um, we can get our mentors meeting up again in person with our mentees um, so that we can get social started back in person. Like, cause I know that um, both Shivanti and Teresa, you guys um, joined us this year and it was all like completely 100% Zoom and you guys missed out so much on like the big like in-person socials, which is going to be so fun um, once you guys are actually able to like there and like just have fun um but yeah so main goal definitely be able to come back um in person but then also i guess just reaching out to more orgs and more people and just spreading more acceptance um, about like neurodiversity and accessibility um, overall in ucla which i think we did a pretty good job so far um despite the fact that it's mostly online yeah, adding on to what Min said, like, um, I definitely am very hopeful for the future for all brains and like where it's gonna go. Um, definitely we'll need to transition back. Um, but I'm hopeful that we can even continue using Zoom as a way to like access people who aren't, we aren't usually able to, like whether that's like administration or whatnot, some sort of hybrid. I'm hopeful that that's something that will happen. And another thing that I'm really hopeful for is I know that trainings and workshops has been working really hard on these training modules. Um, 
And a dream come true for all brains would be to have some sort of like neurodiversity like training that's implemented within the UC system or like UCLA itself, where all students would have to take it or at least understand what neurodiversity means. And I think that would just, that would blow my mind because it's been so hard to reach all students. And um, seeing that it could happen um, is, yeah, is something that inspires me to keep working. And I think it inspires all of us to keep working. Um, with all brains and just work on making our campus more inclusive. Yeah, I agree. That would be really cool if all students like had some sort of training or knowledge on neurodiversity and how important it is and steps they can take to be more inclusive because I think that's so important and everyone needs that knowledge. And it's great that we've been able to reach out to like many clubs on campus so they can make their club more inclusive to all communities. So hopefully we'll eventually reach the point where we can have that um, across campus somehow and across like all UC campuses and eventually all college campuses. Sure, awesome. So um, our next question for you guys are like, looking back on like the past couple of years you spent um, in All Brains, both as like committee members and now as like coordinators, like what are some of your favorite experiences in All Brains and why have they been meaningful to you? Sure, I, I can go first. Um, I don't want to give socials way too much love in this podcast, but I love going to our in-person um, socials. It was so much fun. Um, and it's just mostly because I spent like a whole year just hosting socials. So it was always fun, you know, just to like go and get pizza 10 minutes before and then come back with them and then start plating out all the board games and stuff and setting up um, the room, um, which I think the last year it was, we were using the undocumented student um, center um, room within the student activity center. So within a SAC, um, but yeah, it was like so much fun um, and we had a lot more people coming as well. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, Ada, if you have any other favorite experiences in all brains? Yeah, um, I definitely love socials as well. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed those in person. I am also quite biased towards the committee I grew up in, I suppose. Uh, so I'm quite biased towards peer mentoring just because that's what I spent all of last year doing. Um, I genuinely think that my favorite experience is just seeing all of my mentees grow and become more confident in themselves um, in whatever they do, whether it's job finding, resumes, being more confident as a person in their abilities, their organizational skills, like coming out with something that they've learned, I think is probably like the best thing and getting to see that they're able to achieve more and like hearing their success makes me super happy. Like whether it's like a good test score or just being able to finish their work that day because it may have been hard. Um, it's like those little moments that I think um, makes uh, my experiences super meaningful. Yeah, and just speaking for myself, I've only been part of this club for like around a quarter and a half, 
but and everything's been virtual so far so unfortunately I haven't been able to meet everyone in person um, but the virtual socials that we have this quarter are really fun and just like being able to interact with everyone and even though it's through zoom it's something and I enjoy it and just like taking a break from studying and being able to like play some fun games like last week we played um, Jeopardy and that was really fun and just like exploring different online games that we can just like connect over that's really fun for me and yeah I mean I'm I'm also in socials like Shivanti, and so definitely for me, like Min and Shivanti, our weekly socials are are probably like my favorite experience um, so far in All Brains because I think it's just to me it's like such a positive environment, and it's I feel like it's really needed, especially during this time where you know a lot a lot of people are going through you know like really difficult times because of COVID and, you know, having to go to online school and work and responsibilities and to just be able to come together as like, you know, as a community and like support one another in like just like a fun, relaxed environment is amazing. Um, and then I also just like working like in our committees at All Brains because I just, I feel like everyone in All Brains is really passionate about neurodiversity, genuinely passionate. And I just, I like working with people that, really want to instill change just like me so yeah and I like and that's why I love being on this podcast with you guys it's, it's awesome so yeah, yeah. um <laughs> okay so like um going into like our last little topic so um we just wanted to ask you like why do you think neurodiversity awareness is really important in educational settings yeah I think educational settings in particular um, just because um, a lot of like teachers may not be teachers or professors whether it's in like high school elementary school just aren't very familiar with neurodivergent students and their needs um, and oftentimes they aren't even very familiar with um, the laws and legislation that protects um, individuals uh, who might have a disability or who are neurodivergent. Um, so I think that's why it's so important. And I also think that the neurodiversity paradigm really helps shift this like mindset of constantly needing to look at like the deficits of a student. And I think that's so important to look at, at the strengths of students and see how they can use these strengths to overcome maybe some things that are like more difficult in the classroom. And I think when you're able to focus on those strengths, um, those students are able to succeed more in the classroom. And I think that's so important. And then like carrying that through from elementary school to high school, having all of that like confidence built up um, and then going into college, um, students probably are more successful. Um, even though like there's not a lot of awareness in like elementary schools and high schools and middle schools yet, we're hopeful for the future, for educators, for, for everyone, just to be more aware about neurodiversity. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess just like speaking from my own like personal experience, like I know that college is stressful. Like it is so stressful. Um, a lot of neurodiversity students, um, they don't and especially for like, I know that for um, ADHD students, sometimes you don't realize that they have ADHD or they are ADHD. And 
that they went through college, right, struggle, struggling a lot without knowing that, you know, um, if they were to be able to get help and get the diagnosis and get their accommodations, they would be able to um, succeed and to thrive and to be happy in a cold environment. Um, and so I think, yeah, neurodiversity awareness is just so important uh, in like an educational setting because I guess just like for me, like I came into all brains as like an ally, but like right now I find myself as a member of the neurodiversity community um, because I just got, you know, recently diagnosed. So, and yeah, it makes so much sense. And um, I am happy that I'm getting, you know, help from, from CAPS, from, from, you know, people around. So it's always just great to have um, people being aware and being accepting of neurodiversity um, in college so that everybody can just, you know, decide and success and be great in college, which is a hard environment to, you know, be great and successful. Yeah, thank you, Min, for um, sharing that with us. It will be a perfect segue into our next episode, actually, in which we will be talking about um, the specific challenges that uh, the neurodiversity community faces when transitioning from college into the workforce. And so if you want to learn more about this, uh, please listen to our next episode, which will be coming out soon. And um, Bef uh, now I'd like to thank everyone uh, for tuning in to our first episode. Uh, we are super excited about this podcast and its future. And so please follow us on all of our social media at UCLA All Brains. And again, thank you all for joining us.